expectations. Hello and welcome back to Friends in Low Expectations. Man, guys, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I say it every time, but it's good to be back. I'm just like, I'm, I'm really happy a, to see you guys' faces. Once a week. When we started. It's good to see the fellas. Uh, this week has been rough already. And I think we, is it, is really it just? Happy to be oh, there we go. Keith oh, died. There, there, you go. We lost. there you go. Keith died for a minute. Yeah. No, oh, did I? It's me this yeah. week, not Sam. <laughs> not Sam. Last week's, or two weeks ago, Sam was chunking. Oh, yeah. Sam was struggling hard, but not not this week. Um, this week I'm I'm good. I'm riding high. I'm riding high this week. It's a it's a good week to to be to be the commission. There's there's only one person I know that could say he's riding high and yet sound like he could not be riding any lower. <laughs> and it's it's Sam. You know, Sam Sam could be like the happiest person in the world. <laughs> And he is still going to sound like you just like ran over his foot with a car. It's funny. Like, Karis says the exact same know. thing. <laughs> Eagles yeah, won the I, Super Bowl. Yay. I know. I, I When I hang out with him, I'm like, is he having a good time? <laughs> he's smiling. And he's choosing to hang out with me. <laughs> so I think he's having a good time. Yeah, right. <laughs> when we watch like Tottenham matches in the morning, I'm like, does he really want to do this? <laughs> no, I does don't. he like? Does he like? Footy? I like, I like, I like genuinely look forward to watching, you know, soccer on the weekends with Sam, and you know, we get on the we get on the Facetime, and it's because I'm just, just waiting like... for Tottenham to let me down one more time. <laughs> just wait for that. It's been hurt so many times before. <laughs> I mean, even when we watch Bayern, you're you're still the same way. <laughs> well, that's because we watch Bayern during the work day, and I'm <laughs> trying to find a you know that missing um, comma. I think it's a Daniel Tosh skit, uh, like bit about uh, you can't look unhappy on a jet ski. You've never seen someone frown on a jet ski. <laughs> Actually, there's pictures of me on a jet ski. And I'm pretty sure I look. Pretty normal. I think, I think Sam say, would look pissed. I think Sam would look like he was concentrating really hard. Yeah, Sam would be like laser focused on on driving the shit out of that jet ski. Last time I rode a jet ski, I got blisters on my thumbs so bad that was like not a top ten moment for myself, to be honest. The last time what a- I rode a jet ski, I got the gnarliest sunburn on the tops of my hands. Like they started blistering. It was horrible. Like, you know, when you're, you're just not thinking about like, oh, yeah, let me let me get sunscreen on the tops yeah. of my hands. And I it was the worst sunburn I've ever had in my life, but it was just on my hands. Everything else was completely protected. What I really want to see is a montage like a, like you'd see like at a TV show of like Sam going to a uh, theme park like mm-hmm. Islands of Adventure or something like that. And then. You see him like getting on and off the rides, and at the end, it's just like a, it's like pictures from every single ride, and it's just oh, him looking dead, at deadpan, <laughs> this deadpan oh, yeah. on every single ride. Yeah, I do, I do deadpan very well. Soulless and lifeless inside, and Sam's just riding jet, uh, riding my, roller coaster. And, and the whole way out, the whole way out of the park, he's just like, "That was so much fun, guys. We should do that again soon." <laughs> like, I'm gonna like, you guys, I have the time of my life. I really do like theme parks too. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm like, uh, yeah, I need to go to a theme park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't been in a while. <laughs> haven't been. You, you guys don't know what that was 
that was like that was Sam hitting peak levels of joy just thinking about yeah, it. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> you so couldn't actually, tell by his voice, and if you're actually, watching, you certainly couldn't see it on his face. That was a, but that is as excited as he gets. Uh, funny enough, I went through a roller coaster of emotions there because the last theme park I went to was um, Cedar Point, and I went the day after the they closed Top Thrill Dragster for forever because a, a bracket fell off and hit a lady, and. Uh, I was like, I went. I drove six hours to ride Top Thrill Dragster, and it wasn't even open. <laughs> Jeez, my yes. neighbor. I don't know if it was actually, it was actually accurate or not, yeah, but not they fair. said that they they rode Fury at Carowinds. Um, that day, like they rode it like during when the thing was broken on it, like the the brace was broken on it. That's some final destination shit right there. Yeah. Was that the the roller coaster that went viral with the TikTok? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, wow. so um, you guys want to talk uh, some fantasy football or something? No, I'm good. <laughs> actually. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to keep talking about you, commission. Yeah, I know. <laughs> keeping up, like, keeping up with the commission. I like to think I'm like a top ten interesting person for most of my friends. No, you uh, for sure. You're a top three. Definitely. <laughs> you're top, top three, top and I'm not two? sure that you're. T- yeah, I'm, and I'm not sure you're two, two, and it's not two. <laughs> Just um, let, let Sam regale you with some tales of Japanese surf rock. And... <laughs> I hit my first dinger in, uh, in Major League Reddit Ball this week. That was pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> nice. First professional also, dinger. Also, I just want to shout out Fern. Fern, also a Major League uh, player. Reddit, the Reddit, fact or Major League that we've Reddit had... Ball. I mean, Keith, how many conversations have we had with Kamish about this? <laughs> at, at least a half a dozen or more. Mm-hmm. And he never once, not only mentioned that Fern was also doing it, and also got drafted, but that they played on the same college team together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never mentioned. So, Fern, so for those of you who don't know, I am the commish. <laughs> <laughs> Joined by the best co-host on all of all of podcast networks, Keith. I don't even know where it's at. Vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. And we have the best super producer on all all streaming platforms out there, Philly. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Well, guys. Some of my uh, Ricky or my um, Stone Cold ones disappeared. I don't know where they went. Mm. Mm, bummer. Well, we had a really, really, uh, it was a pretty good week in fantasy uh, this week in low expectations, though. It was some some pretty some pretty tight matchups. I think there was quite a few that were decided within like 15 points, which is uh, a pretty good week. For, for us. We'll, we'll talk about it, but man, Gino had me sweating this week, dude. Like, I thought I was going to win by 60, and then Devontae Adams drops him 40 to get him right back in it, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. And then Tutu Atwell, I mean, he had a good game, too, even. Yeah. He's been uh, he's been yeah, quite Tutu good. and DeAndre Swift almost brought yeah. him well, and two, back on my and, and Tutu had a touchdown call back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. DeAndre, I thought for sure DeAndre Swift there's a few times where I thought he was going to get into the end zone. and uh, Being a running back for the Eagles must absolutely suck with that push play that they run. 
Yeah. Because you just know if you get into a short yardage goal line situation, well, you're they, not getting the call. It's going they, to they ran it. They ran they ran swift on first and second down at the goal line and he got he got stuffed short by the, the Bucks run defense and then they went tush push and uh and uh yeah. I mean they're on third and fourth down. So I mean not much you can do there. But yeah, it was I mean some really good matchups and Joe probably just hates his life uh watching uh, Joe Mixon just come up just short of needing, you know, he needed like 10 yards or something like that. Yeah, he needed was like two more points. Yeah. Yeah. Some really one one 10 yard so. catch would have been would have been enough. Yep. Tough. And well, just wasn't targeted. On that subject, why don't we go ahead and get into this 2 minute drill? Let's recap everything. How you feel? How you feel about the 2 minute drill this week? You think you think we coming back? I'm feeling back? good about this one. I I got to say, I'm I'm feeling good about it, but because I think I softballed it for us, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, it's like a college football team scheduling a big opener for week one, then, you know, win or lose that one. You want a nice little, you want a nice little softball right after that, to, you know, get you back on track. So um, with this one, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit lighter on the content than normal, but I think it'll still be, I think we'll still be looking good here, so. I got my I got my timer ready. If whenever you guys are ready to go, let's do it. Um, well, kicking us off here, we go. Dan Flashman versus Kraft Personal Masseuse. Our game of the week featured a two point victory decided on Monday night. Dan Flashes had the lead going into the final games of the week thanks to solid outings from Jefferson and the Browns defense. But Mixon left the play. However, KPM pulls a rabbit out of the hat behind a breakthrough performance from keeper A.J. Brown on Monday night to secure their first win of the season. KPM inches past Dan Flashes, 113-111. The former piece of shit versus Dangerous Knights crew in a matchup of two of the league's top teams, Dangerous Knights held the lead going into Monday night thanks to great games from Mahomes and Mike Williams with keeper Chase left to play. The piece of shit got great games from Walker and Hill to keep them in it while Hertz and Evans helped them cruise to the win despite a big night from Chase for Dangerous Knights. The piece of shit rolled to 3-0, winning this one 146-126. My beautiful Dak Twisted Fantasy versus Death Taxes kicker. Dak Twisted Fantasy took a commanding lead in this one thanks to uh, solid performances from Pacheco and Madison and monster days from Allen and rookie Sam Laporta. However, DTK got a jolt of life thanks to a monster Sunday night performance from Devontae Adams, which kept them within striking distance with Swift and Atwell left to play on Monday night. Despite solid nights from the pair of Monday nighters, DTK comes up just short in the comeback bid. Dak Twisted Fantasy takes this one 153-144. Hingis' sloppy stakes versus the fighting house plans. The hits keep coming for sloppy stakes who put up a point total that which would have beaten all but four teams. Sloppy stakes saw all but Williams and London hit projections and reach double figures, but it's no match for the 45-point explosion by Mostert for the house plans. The house plans also got good games from their trio of Bills and a great game from Debo to open the week. The house plans are your team of the week and take this one 188-143. Ridley's Casino Bar and Grill versus Kentucky Fried Cholos. In a surprisingly close matchup, the Cholos gave Ridley's Casino all they could handle despite losing Keeper Chubb for the season. A great day from Perk Thuggins combined with solid outings from Connor and Diggs kept this one interesting, but came up just short. Ridley's Casino started the week with the usual from Keeper Christian McCaffrey, then added a monster day from Herbert and solid performances from Friermuth, Myers, and Olave to give them all they needed. Ridley Casino moved to 3-0 on this one, 126-112. Bummer. Bummer. 212 on this one, boys. A little over. 212. A little over. I will say, though, um, great great volume. Great volume with the uh, um, 
the background noise there. So well, it's uh, it's at the lowest possible setting where it still makes sound. I'll tell you, it's perfect. It, it's <laughs> truly perfect. Um, I was laughing there in the middle because um, just having Sam read pieces of shit without <laughs> like <laughs> just just pieces saying, of shit, just saying pieces of shit while reading the two minute drill is just it's just it's funny. It's funny. But yeah, that, that's your two minute drill. That's your well, your two minute and two twelve second drill. So, meh. We're only yeah. two. This is not a great start for us. We gotta, yeah. we gotta figure well, it out. you know, listen, we we had a we had a weather delay, you know, weather cancellation last week. But probably would have got us to five hundred, but uh, you know, yeah, not an ideal start to the season. Looking a lot <laughs> like, uh, uh, looking a lot like the Vikings. Okay, okay, <laughs> relax. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want. I have two. I have two things. One, I want to just address the elephant in the room, um, and that is that Kamish, uh, in back-to-back weeks, has had both his professional team and his fantasy team beat both Keith and I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's it sucks. It sucks. It really does. It really does. Not and not even because it's not because Sam is a good shit talker. It's because he's not a good shit talker, and so that makes it that much worse. I know it's like he—he's he. Don't shit talk at all. Yeah, really. he just sent that. He just said he was waiting to send that picture of me in Eagles gear <laughs> from a bet we made in 2017, 28. When did we mm-hmm. make that bet? 2017. I don't know. And he still has it. And it's your contact photo. Well, I'm glad it makes you happy. But the, so the Eagles beat the Vikings last week. And then he beat me this week, and it's vice versa. He beat uh, Keith last week, and and beat and the Eagles beat the Bucks this week. So we're zero and four this season. It's just not great. Yeah, it's it's just not it's not good scenes. Commission uh, is living rent free and in our heads right now. Uh, what I think what pissed me off the most yesterday, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a shit talk. It was just he was watching the game live, and my stream was like just a few <laughs> seconds behind. <laughs> And so D Delaney um, makes an incredible like <laughs> sideline interception, and I texted him and was like, "Ah, suck it," you know, said something, said something offhand, and then he was like, "I'll take that safety though," and then like thirty <laughs> seconds later, I see the safety, and I'm like, "God, like I, I hate this place, like I hate this. This is awful. This is terrible. Send me home." That's awesome. Well, my question for you guys, coming off the two-minute drill, is um, maybe it's a little bit of overreaction, uh, underreaction mm. uh, on, on the season so far. But you know, we we have two three and O teams, um, a couple of two and one teams, um, and I think just two O and three teams. But given where people are in the in the rankings and how close <clears throat> some of these games have been, do you think? The league is entering a level of parity we've not seen in a while. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I. I mean, I think last year we had some. You could there was clearly like you know, uh, last last year we had probably two teams that were separated themselves in the pack um, at the top, and obviously we had probably two teams, probably Keith and, and Joe last year, who were kind of settled in comfortably at the bottom and then we had like six teams or something like that that were like all like six and six or something like that and it was like 
you know, quite a battle, but um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how things the next, I don't know, probably three weeks are going to be really interesting to see how things unfold because I think we could see some real separation uh, or things could get really, really tight because um, we do have some, some, some really good parity here in the middle. And I think some teams could really pop off still. So um, yeah. I think you got, you got teams like, interesting. like cheese is and three, but week one, he had the lead on me going into Monday night. And then the Aaron Rodgers thing happened and just kind of ended this night for him. But let's say Aaron Rodgers gets 15, 20 points there. You know, he's looking at not necessarily potentially beating me, but beating most of the other teams in the league and being uh, a pretty high score. And then last week, um, you know, a pretty close game against Barl, especially considering Barl's the defending champ. And then this week, like you said, in two minute drills, got enough points <laughs> to beat all but four teams. Um, and, you know, loses that game. So, um, you got folks that are 0-3 that have really strong teams that could find themselves, well, even like, you know. Even like Fern, right? I mean, Fern had like two weeks that were like under 90 points and then pops off for 180. Like that's, uh, I mean, if that if you can replicate that kind of firepower, that's a team mm-hmm. that can be feared too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think what stands out to me this year, at least through three weeks, is there's not any one roster that you're like, wow, that is just head and shoulders better than the rest of the league. Like last year through by week three, uh, I know Fred like really fell off um, towards the end of the season, but like through week three, it was like Kamish, Fred and everyone else. Like they had the two best rosters by far and it wasn't particularly close. And then Carl kind of came on towards the end of the year and it became pretty clear, like he's going to be really tough to beat, but like through three weeks in the season, it was like there was a clear pecking order. And this year, I think there's like I think like Philly said, there's parity, but I don't think there's any one roster that you look at and you're like, yeah, they're gonna be the best team all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, Commission's roster is looking really good. Um, again, I mean, despite the loss, Philly, you still got a pretty darn good roster. Um, you know, and I think. Probably at this point in the season, you can say those are the two best. Um, but you guys, you guys' rosters aren't so much better that you look at the rest of the league and like, oh, they got no shot. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it's good. It's good. This is this is shaping up to be a really good season. Shaping up to be a really good one. Also, keep in mind, I think it was last year. Um, Fern started like zero and three or two and or one and two. And then rattled off like seven or eight straight to get to nine and three. Mm-hmm. Was that last year? Or was that the year before? I don't remember. I think it was last year where he um, like started out really slow and then won like seven or eight in a row. Um, and so, you know, if you're one of these, um, if you're one of these teams here at the bottom, specifically as I'm, I'm thinking about, um, specifically I'm thinking about Austin, who's had pretty solid scoring. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of lot of season left. A lot of season left. So, and he's without arguably his best player. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, this is kind of an interesting. Uh, I'll be interested to see what what the Rams' offense looks like with when you incorporate Cooper Cup back into it because they've shown that they've had flashes with uh, Puka Nakua and uh, Tutu Atwell. Have shown that they're they're pretty capable of. Uh, of, of creating offense for the Rams. Um, 
So I'll be interested to see like what the reintegration of Cooper Cup looks like here. Uh, I think he's eligible to come off. Is it is it this week or next week? It's next four week, weeks, but okay. next week. But I saw something on Twitter that actually perked my ears, and it was that like we haven't heard any updates on Cooper Cup. Yeah. Any updates whatsoever, any, yeah. and and that's not exactly a bad sign, but it's also not really a good sign. Like typically, you start to hear, you know, some rumblings like, oh, you know, they're getting ready, they're they're looking forward to coming back, or yada yada yada. Like it's been radio silence, and so yeah. that could either mean like, hey, he's just working, grinding, trying to get back, or there's, you know, still an issue, and even though he's going to come off the IR or scheduled to come off the IR, he might not be ready to come back and play yet. Yeah. So yeah. Last last year, if I can, if my math's correct, Fern was just good all year. Um, was it? Yeah. It looks like he maybe was. was, he was maybe just it was good two year. years ago. Uh, yeah, it might have been two years ago then. Yeah, because I guess it was two years ago. Because I think it was he Kenya. picked up Cordell, He picked up Cordell Patterson, and Cordell Patterson just like popped off, and and he won. He won like six or seven in a row. Sounds right. Either way, either way, I, I say all that to say, um, for whatever year that was, there are still a lot of season left ahead of us. And man, it, this is this is this has already been a fun one so far. Already been a fun one. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about let's talk about some some waiver wires uh, for this upcoming week. It's kind of gotten interesting. Um, I was looking through some of the ads and drops and. Uh, I don't know if we've just gotten really, really good at the waiver wire or uh, like preemptive or it's just getting harder or it's just getting to that point in the season where there's uh, significantly less uh, players that that are going to be making impacts um, outside of like ones who have injuries and things like that, which is kind of one of the talking points that we have. Keith, I'll I'll let you start with some of the guys that you had picked out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking at. Um, a pair of Chargers receivers here, Josh Palmer or Quentin Johnston. Um, Palmer is definitely the safer option. Um, Johnston's had a bit of a slow start to the year. He's played less than 30% of the snaps in each of the first three weeks, but um, Mike Williams being out for the season certainly opens up a door for him. Um, he's a big bodied frame, just like Mike Williams. Um, I think he's like 6'4", 220, something like that. Um, so a Mike Williams type talent um, you know, perhaps this could be the, you know, the crack in the door opening that he needs to get going. Um, but Josh Palmer um, is another one as well. Either one of these options, if you're in need of a receiver. Um, Palmer had several good games last year, while Mike Williams, surprise, surprise, missed some time. And obviously Keenan Allen missed a big portion of the season. But, um, you know, uh, on Sunday, he ended up playing 60% of the snaps, snagged a touchdown. Um, I think it's safe to say that in a Williams-less Charger offense, he's definitely going to have um, a role to play there. So, um, And also, Herbert is just playing lights out right now when it comes to passing. I think he's completing like 74% of his passes. Um, the run game really hasn't quite been hitting on all cylinders without uh, Austin Eckler. So I think either one of these options could be a really good one. Palmer's probably the safer option. So those are my pickups for the week. The one I'm going to go with is kind of an interesting one, and I don't necessarily know if it's a good one by any means yet, but I have, I've wrote down Adam Thielen. Um, at least the past two weeks, he's, uh, he's gotten touchdowns in back-to-back games. He's had, he had nine targets week two. 
14 targets week three um, and put up 20 points and 31 points respectively. And uh, I mean, those are numbers, nothing you can scoff at. Um, The thing to be concerned about is that the Panthers often, or not offense, the Panthers offensive line is just like historically bad. They're on track to give up the most quarterback pressures um, in history. Uh, So like on track anyways. So I think that's something to be concerned about. And obviously when you're switching between Andy Dalton and Bryce Young, things can get uh, probably a little convoluted there. So I think it's one to keep an eye on. It's not necessarily one that uh, he might be one that you like stash on your bench or if you're really desperate for a wide receiver, I think he's a good, good play, but obviously um, out of the slot, he catches a lot of dump passes and uh, drag routes. So um, I, I think he could be one that you could continue to see production. I think a lot of the, the Panthers saw an uptick in offense, like DJ Chark being back helped as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you see a guy putting up 51 points in two weeks, that's uh, that's definitely something that gets your ears to perk up. And absolutely, I don't know if you have anything to add there. Being living in Charlotte and being a, a Vikings fan, so you have some uh, some different perspective there. Yeah, I I, I mean, I'm. I'm of the mindset that Thielen is a bit of a. Uh, I, I think most of the people that are on on the waiver wire right now are boomer bust folks. Um, like I don't see Josh Palmer being a consistent Mike Williams. Um, I see him having Mike Williams weeks for sure. Um, can he put up a 25 point week? Definitely. Is he going to put up a six point week for sure? And uh, same thing with Thielen. Um, you know, I think your last point there, Sam, about about him doing like the dump routes and the drag routes and all that is going to help his stock. Um, you know, he's not the athlete when he once was, he's not going to be able to run deep routes and, and spread the defense. And his, his specialty has always been his route running and getting open. And so if they're willing to make those little passes to him, I think it's good. Andy Dalton's in for another week. They play the Vikings this week. So uh, if you're looking for an immediate hole to fill this week, he's a great option. Um, I'm not sure about anybody on the fan, on the waiver wire right now long term. The only person I can see is Quentin Johnson, um, but I see him more as like he'd be a stash for he could break out later in the season. But I think he's probably still several weeks away from making any real consistent impact. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the same vein, I had Mims, um, um, Marvin Mims, and uh, Jaden Reed. Um, uh, both rookies, um, you know, both seeing a decent uh, um, amount of fantasy points. Um, what's crazy to me is, you know, Jaden Reed's at like a 60, say a 60% average um, snap percentage and is doing okay, you know, middling, middle of the pack. Um, with Christian Watson coming back in at some point, maybe this week, maybe not. I think he's going to drop a little bit, but. Um, He's clearly good enough that he's getting a lot of snaps, and, and snaps is helpful, especially in a PPR league. Snaps means targets. Targets means uh, potential receptions. Every reception's a point. Um, Mims, on the other hand, has is hovering around a 25% snap percentage, uh, which is very low and alarming, um, but he's really made the most of it. Um, last week, he had two targets, two catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. And this week he had five targets, three receptions for 73 yards. Um, and he had a return touchdown, a special teams touchdown. So he had 20 points last week and 16 points this week. So he's another guy, a boomer bust that 
that Broncos offense is just not good. Um, <laughs> and not, not something you necessarily want to invest yourself in. Uh, unless it's Cortland Sutton. It's about the only person I would trust to get you consistent points in that offense. So yeah, I just uh, – that, that Broncos offense is too rough to sign off on anyone. I say that as a Jerry Judy owner, and I think Jerry Judy's probably the best player on the team. Certainly the best player on the offense. And ugh. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the waivers. I mean, Thielen, Palmer, Reed – um, let's go big names. Robert Woods, Justice Hill, Zay Jones, um, Traylon Burks, DJ Chark, uh, Michael Gallup, um, uh, KJ Osborne, Kadarius Tony. Um, I mean, there's some big names on the, on the waivers, but again, no one's consistent. So it's, it's hard to trust anybody. Mm. Let's talk drops. Keith, what do you got for us? <clears throat> yeah. Um, Saints running backs. So right now, Jamal Williams is on IR. Um, but in short, Alvin Kamara is back. Um, uh, like I said, you got Jamal Williams on IR. Tony Jones probably was more of a flash in the pan performer. Um, he had those two touchdowns a week ago, but um, really hasn't done much else. Kendry Miller was a very. Yeah. You're back. You're back. We got you again. Where where'd you guys lose me? Because I've been talking for like ten like, seconds, like the very beginning, just, right oh. when you started. <laughs> so just imagine that like nothing you said was heard. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Bet, 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 bet. Um, yeah, looking at the the Saints running backs, um, you got uh, you got Jamal Williams currently on IR, um, but uh, specifically looking at Tony Jones, and it looks like Kendra Miller hasn't been picked up um, by anybody. But at this point, there's really no point in picking him up. I think Tony Jones is a bit of a more of a flash in the pan guy. I think he had two scores a week ago, but um, that was, I mean, that was really it. I think he had like less than 50 yards and it was just the two scores, but with Kamara coming back and presumably Jamal Williams uh, coming off IR here soon, I think that backfield is just going to look very different, especially with Alvin Kamara being just a PPR monster with um, opportunities for catches. Um, if you are considering picking up Kendry Miller or you currently are rostering Tony Jones, um, you should probably just not do that until, until you see what things are going to look like with, uh, Kamara back in the offense. So that's a great point. The one, the one I went with, uh, this one's going to be for Mo, I think, uh, but it's Juju. Um, the Patriots brought him in to kind of be wide receiver one and it just doesn't look like it's working out. Um, he had three targets last week, one reception. Uh, I mean, most he was on the field for the most snaps he's been on, but it just doesn't seem like he's the guy in uh, in New England. Uh, they they look significantly more uh, content with Kendrick Bourne uh, as the as the the number one option there. So I think there's other options if, especially if he's just gonna you know hang out on your bench. I think you could look at some of the guys that we mentioned up above in the uh, the ad section, but I don't think Juju is the guy. Man, Patriots offense a lot like the Broncos offense. I'm just not sure there's anybody there worth rostering outside of Hunter Henry. <laughs> and even he had a return to normal week this week where just didn't didn't do much. Yeah. Um I got two running backs, Dalvin Cook and Josh Kelly. Um, maybe a bit surprising it um, just based on the names, but 
Um, Josh Kelly's had two weeks as the start, as the featured back. He had an outstanding, someone say breakout game week one with Eckler in. Um, got 15 points. Everyone thought he was going to be the next, um, the next big thing with Eckler out, and he has fallen flat on his face. And Eckler's due back anytime. And so there's no, I mean, if you couldn't score anything against the Vikings defense, uh, who just gave up like 500 yards to Swift the previous week, then I don't uh, have much faith in your ability to get rushing yards against anybody else. So even if Eckler's out, I don't think he's. He's definitely not worth playing, and he's probably not worth rostering, um, especially if Eckler comes back. Uh, Dalvin Cook's another one. Um, until they get a quarterback there, um, and, and New York, I don't, I don't know if you can trust anybody. The only person you can kind of trust is Garrett Wilson, and even then, Zach is just so bad. <laughs> I, just, I, I own Garrett Wilson. You can't trust him either. He's so bad. But put it to you this way. Put it to you this way. Jerry <laughs> Judy only got 13 points this week, and that would have been an upgrade for me over Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Jerry Judy on the Broncos offense. Yeah, and the Broncos. Um, so, I mean. So, like, I started Brees Hall and Josh Kelly in a, in a different league uh, oh, man, that's last a week. right there. Yeah. Uh, and instead of Jerome Ford. Done. Instead of Jerome Ford, which was great for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm just really happy I did that. Um, so, uh, Dalvin Cook showing his age, um, Brees Hall is the better back in that backfield right now. And neither one of them are going to get any points until, um, they could, until defenses have to respect the pass. So, um, stare clear. Yep. Hmm. I think that leads us into our pickums. Recap. We we so uh, producers Two note. Of us. <laughs> producers note. We said that we are going to uh, all do picks last week, uh, picks and sleepers and dogs and all that, so that we could keep our records up. Um, and one person did that. Uh, Two people. It, Two people. Two people did this. Yeah. You want to tell them who who didn't do it? Really? <laughs> I don't think you have to tell them. I think everyone knows. <laughs> uh, for, for the record, for the record, what we were going to do since we did, since we realized we weren't going to be able to record last week, we were going to do all of our pickums, send them out to the fellas, you know, make some ha ha yucks about it. And Sam didn't do his for the longest time. I think he might've done his like Thursday, right before the Thursday night game started. Um, and Philly just didn't do it at all. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I looked at it on Wednesday and saw that Sam hadn't done it. I was like, "Oh, I got time." <laughs> be, I got time. To be fair, I was dying. <laughs> Chunkin, you're gone. We can't hear yep. you. Goner. R.I.P. in peace. Yeah. Sam Dunzo. Me, Sam Dunzo. He's we back. didn't hear anything, Sam. He's back, baby. No, I said, uh, "To be fair, I was dying," but you were dying. Well, that's part of it. I was like, well, he's not going to get it soon. And yeah, and then I did it. I didn't do it. So, um, <laughs> so we can, here's what we could do. We could jump straight into pickups or we could talk about our picks from last week. Um, and you know, just see how we did and just count yeah. this week as kind I'm of a, we can, a throwaway. Well, um, I'm really, I don't know. Just I mean, it, would help, like, it, would my, it would help my record against Philly. So, 
I mean, well, I mean, my record is not good this year so far. Yeah, well, Sam didn't do his, so we're not going to count these towards our record. But you know, maybe we can have some bragging rights of like, you know, who called who called what correctly. Sure. So, but these well, are week one. We're going over week one right now. Oh, we're going What's over that? week right. one. What aren't these ones in here? Week one? No, these are week two. These results right here? No, yeah, these are these are copied and pasted from the these file. If you scroll here. down, it's the. Kiefer put in the, these were, this is what we put, You're calling where it. the notes are. Well, we Bob would also doesn't. need to do, we would also still need to do this week's picks anyway, because I don't think we've, we've done this week's picks. So the picks mm -hmm. that are currently here at Philly are the ones from last week. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is the results. We don't, we haven't talked to, yeah, we haven't told them the results. Yeah. Yet. The results are from week. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. The results are from week yeah. one. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm okay, not crazy. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recap us. Recap us, Phil. Okay, so uh, weekly, so week one standings. We won't have week two and take it into account. Commission is two and three in the weekly picks. Keith is a healthy four and one, and I sit at five and zero. Oh. Uh, for lock of the week, uh, commission. Should I go back to that? Uh, go back to that one, and we can just tell them what that what it was. <clears throat> so for the for the lock of the week, Fern or Kamish had Fern that that didn't hit. Keith had Dan Flashes, which hit, and I had the former pieces of shit, which hit. For the dog of the week, week one, we all lost. Uh, <laughs> Kamish had. Uh, my beautiful Dak Twisted Fantasy, Keith had Sloppy Steaks, and I also had Sloppy Steaks Cheese. And then the Sleeper of the Week, um, Keith had Anthony Richardson. Um, he had projected for 19. What did he end up getting that week one? He ended up getting 17 um, week two. This was he for week hurt. That had been week two results. Yeah, so it was the, it was the week... To our sleeper for week two, sweet yeah, sleeper like picks Anthony Richardson after his week one performance. Yeah, the concussion. That hurt against the Texans. Got a concussion. When he left the game, he had 17 points, two rushing touchdowns. So. He was concussed. He had big concussy. I had big uh, concussy. I had what? Chris Olave. Yes, Chris Olave. Um, who? Okay, I do. I do want a ruling here. I do want a ruling here on this one. I put asterisk on that one. Um, he technically did beat projections, but it was by like less than a point. Hey, so yeah, so he was projected for thirteen point nine, and he got fourteen point six. So I'm gonna say it's a push. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a win, but we we'll let the fellas decide. Do we, fellas, do we need to add a, a a third a third number for a push, um, or do we just count we, that as a loss? What we need to do is we need to establish a point threshold with mm. which. We can officially say our sleeper hit. Yeah. You know, if if we determine it's a point, it, it, all I have to do is beat it by a point. That's fine. You know, we just need to determine that. I think it's five at a minimum. <clears throat> five points at a minimum. Ten beat, points so is probably by five points. Yeah, I feel like five points at, at a minimum, but ten points feels really like somebody really like outdid themselves. Maybe we do it like uh, like college game day where they do like you get X amount of points if it's if you cover the spread X amount of points. Yeah, give them like a spread. Straight. 
straight. Like, you know, I, straight. I, I mean, like, like your example, I'll skip ahead here. Philly's hit. Philly called T. Higgins, and T. Higgins popped off. That was a no-doubter. That was an yeah. absolute no-doubter. Nailed his sleeper pick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Sam's, Sam beat projections, um, but just barely, you know. Do we need a ruling on that? I give Let's myself, get the fellas to chime in, and then maybe I give myself we'll one talk point. about yeah, and we'll uh, next week we'll talk about what we're establishing what that point threshold is. Yeah, and I, I do like the uh, the idea there that of uh, like like college game day that's where we can give just more points. So like, if you beat projections, you get a point. If you beat projections by ten points, you get two points. Uh, or I don't know. Well, fellas, okay. chime in in the, in the chat. Um, but so I'm the maybe the only winner of the sleeper of the week. So I'm feeling pretty good. Pending uh, review by the fellas. Pending review by the fellas. All right, moving into picks. Yeah. We'll start with uh, my beautiful deck, Twisted Fantasy over Death Taxes Kicker. Commission, what you got? That was for well, last week. Are, yeah, these are from last week. Oh, fuck. So these are last week picks. These are the ones. We, so okay. yeah, you can see like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So these are, so, these are our notes. Yeah. These are their notes. Um, Commission didn't pick anybody in the Dak Twisted Fantasy over Dak Texas Kicker. Oh, no, no, I did. Um, I said my beautiful Dak Twisted Fantasy over. And he said, yeah, Dak Twisted Fantasy. You have to, over if you, Dak yeah, you just read it. Over. Oh, there's no, there's nothing. Um, yeah, he I didn't, didn't put any notes there. there. I didn't yeah, put any no notes. notes no notes. Again, I was dying. So I don't know if Gino. I don't know if you should take that as disrespect, Gino, or. Oh no! I was just um, that confident in Keith. Just, just that confident <laughs> in Keith. Well, l- let me let me say I also picked myself over Gino, but my note was I don't see Gino suddenly figuring out how to score, and I was wrong. Yes. <laughs> Gino figured out Gino how to score. Gino did suddenly figured out how to score, and he had my butthole puckered. very quickly. Um, very quickly. But uh, I did pick myself, so. Commission at Dan flashes over KPM. Got that one wrong. Um, barely. I mean, you had a chance there. Um, and then Keith, on the other hand, had KPM over Dan flashes. Fred bounces back this week while Joe returns back to Earth after his first win since 1974. <laughs> Those are Keith's notes. I want to clarify. Yes. Yes. Keith Bro, wrote that. Please do not take out your anger on Philly. Those were my words. He was just reading them. <laughs> um. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, Kamish said if Eckler doesn't play, Fred is in big trouble, and Fred was still able to squeak out uh, a win without without Eckler. Well, um, Fred was still in big trouble. I mean, he only had like 115 yeah, yeah. points. It wasn't great for him by any means. It was just, I mean, Fred, um, Fred, loses, Fred loses to all but his matchup and then Mo this week. So, um, Kamish and all, uh, all of his humble pie um, picked me over him. Um, Philly team scary. No Saquon equals commish sad. Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> uh, Keep also had me over the pieces of shit. Um, leads league in scoring while Jamar has been a non-factor. Chase gets back on track and keeps us rolling. Chase did get back on track. Um, but Dangerous Nights was not rolling. <laughs> we were not rolling. We rolled Harley to a loss. Um, mm-hmm. Both of you had had uh, Fern over Cheese, um, House Plants over Sloppy Steaks. Things are not purdy for the Sloppy Steaks was Kamish's note. 
and sloppy fire. steaks just doesn't have the scoring to contend here unless something drastically changes. Great pun. Great pun. Scoring. Good scoring. Excellent pun work there. Thank you. Bye. Some pun work. And and you know, um, sloppy steaks just doesn't have the scoring to contend here unless something drastically changes. Uh, he he <laughs> once again had the scoring. Dead, dead wrong on both of my analyses with scoring issues. Um, still got the picks right, but just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No so, one saw 100 you know, Listen, if you ever want a scoring from. outburst, just hit me up, and for a nominal fee, I'll pick you to not score very well during our weekly pickums, and you should pop off. Yeah, yeah, it should be easy. You may not win, but you should pop off. Uh, lastly, we had uh, Ridley's Casino over KFC. Mow down bad, as commissioners note. Um, and the Cholos, despite a dope dreams and nightmares cover by Mo, will struggle mightily without Chubb. And no real replacement for that production at running back. Um, and a, a much closer game than I think um, either one of you uh, thought, but uh, Ridley's Casino was correct. And then uh, I had picked a lot of different teams uh, to do a lot of different things. And I didn't write it down. So um, just take just my know. word for it. I got them all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> moving on to I'm 10 and 0 now. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, just uh, what is it? It's commissions four and one that week, three and two, three and two. I'm four and one. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, I mean, commission commission gets to 500 if we're, you know, keeping score. Um, I'm, I'm up to eight and two, but, uh, again, these, these picks are just washes. Philly didn't participate. But, yeah. Uh, Realistically, I would have picked, um, I would have picked Ridley. I would have picked house plants. I would have, uh, probably done the same thing that Sam did and not picked myself. Uh, so I would have picked Sam. Um, I would have probably picked Joe and I would have probably picked a death taxes kicker. Um, so I probably would have been three and two, but we'll never know. Um, Nailed the lock of the week. Lock of the week. Both of y'all nailed it. Ridley's Casino. I also nailed it. I don't want to say who it was because I don't want them to get. I don't want to. I don't want to pick favorites here, but just know that I nailed it too. Um, <laughs> dog of the week. My beautiful Dax twisted fantasy, uh, which wow. is which is a win there. And um, KPM uh, for Keith, which is also a win. And then um, sleeper of the week. Now this. This is a win here. This would get you a lot of points if we move to the point model. So this is looking really good for your point system here. Uh, I'll start with Keith. Keith had Jerome Ford projected for 12.2. I think he ended at uh, in the 20s. 20, something like that. Um, let's see. Ford. He ended with uh, 19.1 points. So um, if we're doing five points, I think that's a... I think that's a, a yeah, good. That's a, that's a confirmed hit. That is that is a confirmed hit. We can establish that. But uh, the one here, and I'm I'm not. This is honest that he picked this. Um, I don't know why he picked this, but he did. Uh, Kamish picked Raheem Mostert, uh, who was projected to get 11.13 points and got 45.2. So <laughs> I would say that was one hell of a sleeper pick by the commission, and probably the best one we're going to see all season. I don't think. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, think we're going to better with that. If, if somebody else nails a sleeper pick that like beats projections by thirty five, that'd be that'd be pretty. I mean, we should probably just like put this in the sleeper pick Hall of Fame. 
Yeah. And like yeah. this should be like the gold standard. Like this is like a 200 point performance in fantasy for our teams. I think what only like one or two guys have done that. Um, yeah. So, you know, th- this one, this one belongs in the, the sleeper pick. Yeah. The sleeper That's, pick from the Hall of Fame. It's unbelievable. When I, when first I logged back in and saw that, I just, I couldn't believe my eyes. Um, Good. yeah. So we are yeah. in, uh, so moving on to picks for this week then. Yeah. Start back up at the top. Sure. All right. Well, why don't you just go ahead and run down the list, Commission? Tell right. us what you got. I don't know what the week. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. <clears throat> oh, geez. All right. I'm starting with my beautiful deck, Twisted Fantasy, against Kentucky Fried Cholo. All right. Sounds good. What do you got? I'm going Keith. Oof. <laughs> that seems like very anticlimactic. Yeah. Do you want to just run through all your picks, or do you want to I can do have it. each of us go pick by pick? I can do all my picks. Well, actually, uh, I need time to think. So you guys go. You guys do this one as well. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking me as well. Um, Dak Tristan Fantasy over Kentucky Fred Cholo. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think my receivers keep me, keep me going in this one. Um, and I really like, uh, the Sam Laporta pickup uh, more and more each week. I think he's going to end up being a really top, top fantasy performer at tight end. So I'm picking me to keep moving on here. What do you got, Philly? Yeah, I, um, I feel like coming off the performance last week, uh, Miami's going to feel good going into, into Buffalo, and you get Aaron Jones back. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a big push for you. Um, that offense is missing him. So I, uh, I'll take you as well. Uh, next, we got Death Taxes and Kickers against Angus's Sloppy Steaks. I'm going to go with Death Taxes and Kickers. I think Gino bounces back. He continues to ride that, that high scoring and uh, puts up another good week. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go DTK here as well over sloppy steaks. Um, so, yeah, Austin's just got a lot of holes and not a lot of options on his bench. I mean, he should get Brandon Ayuk back this week, which would be a nice little boost, and you can slot him in alongside St. Brown and get Drake London's bum ass out of there. But, um. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go DTK here. Yeah, I um, I think DeAndre Swift will have a will have a comeback down to earth game, but um, Joe Burrow's has to pop up at some point. Um, Devontae Adams, Tutu Atwell, Travis Kelsey, Tank Dell. I mean, it's just too much firepower. I don't think. Um, I don't think there was enough opposing firepower for Austin to really truly really get it done unless he, he's going to need a 40 or 50 point game from one of his players to, I think, be in it. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're, unfortunately for Austin, I think you're right. Um, next up, we got Houseplants and Craft Personal Masseuse. Um, I'm going to go Houseplants here. I think, yeah, looking at. Fred's running back situation it is uh, not 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 pretty um, having having 
Austin Eckler back will help, and if Jalen Waddle's back, that'll help. But um, I think Fern's team's going to pop off this week, so I would put money on them. What do you got there, Keith? Uh, I'm going to go – well, I, I mean, you know, I'm going to ride with it. Uh, my my asterisk here is Austin Eckler coming back to play, but um, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with KPM no matter what. Hmm. Um, but I would – I would triple down on this if Austin Eckler does indeed play this week. So I'm going to go KPM. I think um, AJ Brown had a much needed uh, big game. Um, Cooper Cup, or excuse me, Amari Cooper also had a, had a good game. Um, I think uh, they just keep rolling. And if Austin Eckler is back in the lineup, then um, I think he could, uh, I think he could pull one off here. So I'm going to go KPM. Philly, did you have uh, death taxes and kickers over this sloppy stakes as well? Yeah, I did. Okay. What do you have for this? Man? Yeah, I, I um, I hate to to keep going with the flow here. Um, I kind of thought I just need to switch it up, just to switch it up. But uh, when you look at um, look at Fred's team, uh, Lamar, I'm not sure about. To be honest with you, uh, Brian Robinson, I'm also not sure about. We talked about Josh Kelly being a potential drop, uh, but then you go into AJ Brown, you go to Amari Cooper, a bit of hit or miss. Um, Dalvin Cook. Actually, I didn't even realize I told Fred to drop two of his players tonight. Um, but he does get Austin Eckler back, and he also has Jalen Waddle on his bench, um, who should be coming back from a concussion. So I think this makes it a little bit closer. Um, but I think I think I'm gonna go with Fern here. Um, I think his his roster is a bit more solid top to bottom, and doesn't isn't, isn't going to rely on as many uh, huge outings to make up the points. So um, I'm gonna go with Fern here. Okay. Next matchup, we have the Dangerous Night Screw and Ridley's Casino. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna rock with uh, rock with uh, Dangerous Night Screw on this one. I think uh, I think we're gonna see some uh, see some vulnerability in, in Carl's roster this week, and I, I think uh, Philly's gonna continue his his high scoring output. Yeah. Um, I'm probably, um, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go Ridley's Casino here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did, I did update my, um, thing so we can, I updated, my took Mike Williams out so you can see like a better projection of the game just for, um, lock purposes. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did see that the, uh, the roster is updated here. Um, yeah, I think, I think Carl's going to go searching for a defense. that has got a little bit of a better matchup, although Jacksonville versus Atlanta, um, is probably still a good matchup. He really couldn't predict uh, minus five for Jacksonville against Houston last week. Um, but yeah, I, I think his top heavy players are going to, his top heavy roster is going to bounce back. Calvin Ridley hasn't really had a good game, um, since the opening week. I see that changing against Atlanta. Um, Olave, Pollard have been consistent. CMC, I mean, you can pencil him in for twenty plus points every week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Ridley's Casino here. I'm gonna say Ridley's Casino moves to four zero. Okay, what do you got, Philster? Yeah, I see a little bit more boom in him. I don't know if it's the um, I don't know if it's because it's my roster and I'm looking at it and thinking uh, about the holes that I see um, versus like what might actually happen, but. Um, I've yet to have a big game from Derrick Henry. Cook has been, um, you know, a solid twelve to fifteen points for me, so I'll appreciate that. But um, 
there's a bit more boom in his roster, and I could see some of the matchups working um, in his favor. So um, a close one, um, but I'll take I'll take Barl here. Okay. Last up, we have me against Joe. I haven't updated my roster. No, I have. Never mind. I got Saquon in the roster. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, I think I'll ride with myself this week. <laughs> I was just about to say, we, we all know you're not going to pick yourself. I'm glad uh, I didn't say it. Yeah, I'll go with myself. I think it's gonna be tight. You though. said you did update your roster. Yeah, you got one back in there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't like your your defensive matchup. I imagine you'll no. probably probably go surfing the waivers for a defense for a. Might be tinkering. And, Might be doing some tinkering. Yeah. Um, so I'm just looking at the matchups here. Cleveland's defense has been really sneaky good, um, and against a very run heavy Baltimore offense, I think they'll try to make. Lamar and the Ravens a bit one one dimensional, even more one dimensional than they normally are. Um, I think I think I'm gonna go. I mean, it's only a slight upset right now. I mean, a little over a point differential. I think I'm gonna go with the slight upset here. Um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take Dan Flashes here for no other reason to be a little bit different. But I don't know. Something tells me. Uh, something tells me we got some. We 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 could have a, an upset in the works here. Yeah, I um, I don't know if uh, Kenny Walker's going to have the night he had previously. Tyreek Kill's probably going to have the night he had previously. I don't see him score less than 20 points all season. Uh, a little bit worried about Zay Flowers there um, as the second receiver for, for Joe. Um, like you said, the, the Browns, Keith, have really – their defense has been outstanding this year um, and has, has really limited teams. So – I see that affecting their past past game, and I don't know if Zay Flowers is going to be all that he needs him to be. But I, I see enough big play potential in the rest of them that um, I think I think Joe can eke out eke out a win here and uh, give Sam his first loss. Y'all doing it just because I picked myself? I'm just, I'm just uh, I'm rolling with the gut here. I, for the I mean, for the record, I don't feel good about it. Um, I, I I'm picking, picking it really because I Joe think Joe is tough. Picking Joe is tough. Um, if for no other reason than over the last several years, Joe snatches defeat from the jaws of victory, and so if if by reputation alone, it's a risky pick to pick Joe. But I think yeah. uh, I think this could be this could be a week. This could be I think the key for me here this week is Tyreek Kill versus Justin Jefferson with. The, the Panthers just having a god-awful defense. Um, I think Justin Jefferson can match Tyreek Hill, and I think that's the, the key that someone needs to beat you, is to be able to kind of have someone match Tyreek Hill. Um, so I, I think that's what's going to give him the edge. I think that, and I think I think also if if Anthony Richardson ends up coming back and playing, he's got a pretty good matchup against a not – outstanding Ravens defense um, or not Ravens, sorry, Rams defense. Um, they've, they've been solid this year, but I think that could be a matchup where he could definitely find the end zone a time or two on the ground. Uh, I, I, does he play if, if Richardson is healthy, does he play him over Trevor Lawrence against the Falcons? 
Probably not. Um, but that could be one where I could see a, a last minute tinker there and maybe being a difference maker, but, but yeah. Okay. What do we have for uh, lock of the week? Uh, I guess I get to start. I'm going to go uh, battle of the own threes. I'm going to go death Texas kickers as my, my lock of the week. Mm. I really don't want to pick the same one, but but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go DTK as well. He's got a decided advantage currently on the point spread. I don't know if Austin is. I don't know if either one of them have updated their rosters yet, but favored by almost ten right now, and um, I would be surprised if that matchup is within ten. So I'm gonna go DTK as well. What do you got, Filster? I'm gonna go uh, houseplants here. Um, they got a 58 to 42 right now against Fred and um, Fred doesn't have Eckler in so I think that'll adjust that a little bit but um, feel good about Fern as, uh, as we're looking at the sleepers uh, I'm doing this based off of what the projections are currently uh, Keith is projected to lose by 2 so I'm going with Keith as my my uh, upset of the week my, my sleeper, or not my sleeper, my dog of the week dog yeah Yep, and uh, as it currently stands, I, I'm picking KPM to beat House Plants, and that's uh, I think as it stands, that's the biggest um, biggest point spread right now, without um, Fred having updated his starting lineup. So, but even still, I think even once Fred adjusts, he will probably slot Eckler in over Kelly. He will most likely move. Jalen Waddle in over Dalvin Cook. So maybe that's a little bit closer. Um, but for now, it's our um, – I'm going to go with that one because I picked KPM to win, and he's also the biggest underdog right now. Okay. Philly? Um, I think you have these wrong on the thing. Anyways, it's not matter. Um, I'm going to go technically – um, he's the underdog here, so I'm gonna go Barl to beat me. Okay. And sleeper of the week, I'm going Tutu Atwell. Projected for ten point five four points this week. Yeah, I like that one. He's pretty, he's probably one of those that, as long as Cooper covers out, he's probably gonna outpace his projections. Uh, I'm going to pick one off of my roster. Um, following up a, a big breakout performance, I'm going to go Sam Laporta. Um, projected mm-hmm. 10.5. Um, bit of a favorable matchup against uh, Green Bay. Uh, weaker Green Bay defense. So I'm going to go Sam Laporta to beat 10.5. 10.58. Who do you got, Philly? Um, I'm struggling here to think of this. I'm I'm gonna go uh, T.J. Hawkinson, also on my roster. Um, he's projected to get 11.42 points. Um, I think uh, he could have a big week down here in uh in the Queen City, and um, could easily get himself close to 20. So. Yep, like it. 
speaking it into existence, huh? <laughs> you gotta do something. 11.42. Okay. Here we go. All right. Lock them in, boys. Let's, uh, we are let's chat about the, let's chat about the hot seat and then, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Ooh. You want me to go first? Sure. So, Joe, I will take a screenshot of this from last week's agenda that we had prepped. I was ready to move you off of the hot seat. I was ready to do it. Um, uh, and it, it, it pains me, it truly pains me to say, but Joe, back on the hot seat once again, really tough loss, uh, really, really tough loss here, uh, 111 points in a, in a matchup where you lose by two. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Joe, right back on the hot seat. I had you coming off and I think I picked it. I think I picked Joe to win last week. So I was, I was ready to ride the wave. But uh, you're back. You're back. <laughs> uh, we've also got death taxes and kickers. Gino, uh, obviously high scoring output this week, but being zero and three and being at the, one of the bottom teams of the of the the league, uh, it typically finds yourself uh, on the hot seat. So welcome. Well. Well, uh, I think we talked about this uh, a bit tonight, but uh, Austin's just, she's just had some not great luck go his way. Um, And uh, I think could be, could be off the hot seat soon, Um, but it's not the hot, if you're 0-3, you're on the hot seat, so um, we don't make the rules, that's just... It's just the way it is. <laughs> just the way it is. <laughs> All right. Yep. Ready? Hold on. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. That didn't what do we get Keith? Sam jazzed up at all. <laughs> no. He might have yawned harder. <laughs> Not even a little. Normally that gets him uber jazzed up, so... Yeah, what do we what do you got for us, Keith? Yeah, so um, my my question for the fellas, um, if uh, if you uh, most, of, I think all of us here, and I would say probably most of the league probably have multiple fantasy teams. Um, if you could put one player from a different fantasy team that you manage on your low expectations roster, who would it be and why? So that's my that's my question for the week. I can go if you want to go. Yeah, go for it. I can, uh, it's pretty easy for me. I have Justin Jefferson in another, in another league. So um, I don't know what else to say that. Uh, yeah, I don't think you really need any other explanation. That's, that's more than enough. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, James Cook, Derek Henry, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Devonta Smith would be my, uh, and, I mean, kicker in defense, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, pretty nasty. Yeah, that's a good one. Commissioner, what about you? Mm. 
looking. I've got so many dang fantasy. I do have CMC in another league, and I get, my running backs aren't super strong, so I could put CMC in. Um, but but Jettis is just hard to. Turn um, I have Tony Pollard in the league, and I kind of like Tony Pollard. I think he'd be a good good complimentary running back um, for my running back room, like a, a one-two punch of Pollard and Saquon would be pretty sick with Kenneth Walker as like my flex. Um, I think that, or maybe I have, I also have Justin Jefferson in another league and I think he'd be a nice replacement for DK Metcalf. That's not, not that DK Metcalf's bad by any means. I don't necessarily have any great tight ends this year and I'm kind of bummed about, actually I have Travis Kelsey. And one, I think maybe a Travis Kelsey instead of George Kittle, that'd be pretty nasty as well. So I've got some pretty good options. That would, that would yeah. really, really move my team uh, significantly better. Yeah, I only have one other league, and this is the league that we do the, the weekly payout. So each of the first two weeks, I was high score. This week, I missed out on high score by four points, and I lost to the high score. Um, so I got a really good team in that league. Um, and it's partly because of my running back situation. Um, I have Christian McCaffrey in that league. And if I could add Christian McCaffrey, just a top end running back, um, to the, my roster here in our league, I'd feel excellent about where I stand. So I would say Christian McCaffrey, which ironically I had the opportunity for that, but I traded it away. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I know you had a question for us too, Sam. Yeah, we can we can make this one pretty quick. Um, obviously, in the uh, the sports world, it was kind of rocked this week with uh, being invaded by Swifties. Um, so, I guess my question for the league is: What would be another person that you like that would have like the cultural impact that kind of Taylor Swift has had on the NFL this week? Kind of like the what would be the you know. Uh, if this is if Taylor Swift being involved in the NFL is Infinity War, right? What would be the oh, end game? Going. Like the movie, if we're doing movie equivalents, right? So, what would be the end game of the crossover uh, that would like, really like make things crazy? Are you asking like specifically a star impacting the NFL or any star impacting any sport in the world? Take it as you will. It doesn't really matter. Like, I think one would be, like, if, uh, like, I don't know, not, not BTS, but maybe, like, I don't know, Blackpink? Is that what? I don't know. That's, like, like another K-pop group. Yeah, like, if a like K-pop a, group, a, like, had brand. some, if there's some sort of, like, K-pop, because, like, that's a whole other, like, I mean, that's a massive fandom right there. That would be insane. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm thinking, like... I'm thinking like somebody in soccer um, yeah. somehow getting involved because, I mean, soccer just being such a wildly popular sport in the world, even though it doesn't have as much of a cultural impact here in America, I think, I mean, just like look at the Messi effect coming to the MLS. Imagine, imagine that level of impact, like a Messi or a Ronaldo somehow getting in the mix with the NFL, which is obviously the biggest cultural staple in American sports. You bring that kind of fan base from across the world to the NFL. That's probably the only thing that could really. If, if Messi retired and then 
just played as a place kicker for like four or five years in the NFL, like one, he probably could do it. And two, like to your point, Keith, that would bring so many people to the NFL. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Right, right. Like, let me let me just verify. Because if I'm not mistaken, Cristiano has like, I think it's either, it might it's I think it's Messi has the most followers on Instagram in the planet. Yeah, it might be. and obviously that's not like direct one to one. He had 488 million followers on Instagram. I mean, that's just like unreal worldwide cultural impact. Like, just imagine he comes in and does place kicking. Like, you'll have South Americans and European Spaniards. European, you know, Latinos, Latinx folks from all over the all over the world that would pay out the nose to watch Messi kick a football. You can even get Americans who'd be like, yeah, I want to see that. If for no other reason than to see if he can do it. Here's yeah. here's a good one. Here's one. I, I just thought about this. Uh LeBron actually suits up and plays this a plays in the NFL. Right? That would have been if if LeBron had left after he won the the title of Cleveland. If he retired from the NBA then and went and played tight end um, in the NFL, one, I think he could have done it. And two, that that's, that was going to be my example. Sam was nice. – I think he would have killed it. I also think, like, it's kind of a little bit different, but kind of the same. Like, if one of the best players in the NFL came out, like like one of the, uh, one of the top five players in the NFL came out. Sure. Like that would bring so many people because currently, like everyone that has come out has been someone that's barely making a roster or is, is not considered to be a great mm-hmm. player. If like someone who's like undoubtedly one of the best players in the NFL came out, like they would have so yeah like, yeah like if a Patrick Mahomes or something came yeah out. yeah Patrick Mahomes came out like it would the jersey sale thing you saw with, with Travis Kelsey would be they blow it out oh, of yeah. the water it would it would explode it would explode yeah. for sure. Interesting. Good chat. Yeah, well, fellas, let us know. Let us know in the chat. Yeah, let us know. Good chat. No, I, I think that was fun. But that's uh, that, that wraps up our show, fellas. I think it was a good show this week, and uh, obviously excited to to get back into a back into our routine and keep doing this on a weekly basis. So thanks, uh, thanks for thanks for making it happen, guys. Hell yeah, boys. Hell yeah, boys. But, You know what they say, keep those expectations low and those standards lower, and we'll see you all after this week. I'm dead fresh, I might pull up in a casket You be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket Spit a couple raps, I get a check and Johnny Cash it I smash it, I let your mama rob my sunglasses I don't think nobody gonna fuck with me like I do Look at me killing the motherfuckers, always talking but damn it, I'm high I want to stunt. I make your salary thrice in a month. I pay your daddy to roll up my bus and he blow your allowance to pay for my lunch. You ain't with the shit.